you talk about you as awareness. And I was just remembering from the talk yesterday, when I engaged with you, that one element of awareness is the focusing of awareness. But another function seems to be an expansion of awareness. So awareness can expand to take in my thinking process, have awareness of feelings arising. And at the same time, there's that inner world. And I also have awareness of the outer world, where I'm, I'm awareness of talking to you now, and the world outside and the sky. So there is like seems to be quite different levels of awareness. I remember once you saying that you would need to become awareness. So I, I just need to clarify with you how you use the word awareness and how you use the word consciousness. Is there a difference in your teaching between awareness and consciousness? And the third thing is the relationship between awareness and being, because you've been talking about being a lot. I just wonder whether you could clarify this for, for me, because I think probably at the deepest level of reality, there's no distinction between, there's no subject and object relationship in awareness. It's just one. Everything is awareness, if that's the way you use it. But I would be interested to understand more. When you have awareness of something, that's awareness in yourself, or you in yourself, there are multiple levels of you. On each level of you, wherever you are aware, awareness is. Awareness in yourself is something that you focus. So yourself is, for you as awareness, is your environment. It's the environment you're most used to. As you go levels deeper, Awareness in your being doesn't focus in the way that awareness in yourself focuses. The reason that awareness in yourself focuses is because in yourself you have your mind. So you're able to direct the attention of your mind. And that way you become accustomed to directing your awareness. In anything deeper than yourself, awareness isn't focused. Awareness responds to knowing. When awareness is relaxed, it naturally moves by what it knows. Awareness knows. There's a knowing function of awareness. Like, for example, I know, or I am aware that I know. Is that what you're saying? In yourself, you're aware that you know in levels deeper than yourself. You don't experience you as awareness knowing something. In what's deeper than yourself, you simply are aware. And what you're aware of is what you know, and you naturally move exactly as what you know. In what is deeper than yourself, what you are is awareness and knowing moving as one. So what you are and what's deeper than yourself is oneness. When awareness separates from what it knows, it separates from its real function. It separates from what it is. There's a more unified aspect to being. Being doesn't work on a subject-object 
Yes. Perception. It works on the unified field. Yes. How can we bring that unified field into our ordinary levels of being, in ordinary levels of like when I'm functioning as a self? How do we bring that into that? When you're not relaxed, you have the option of multiple ways of moving, and none of them are like you are. We are manifested as this form. Awareness manifests itself as an unintegrated self. And then the unintegrated self has to go back to find unity in itself. Is that the way it works? It just seems we are very incomplete beings. We're just like running around and sort of not understanding what we are. Yourself on its own isn't separate from you. When you, awareness, are relaxed, then you are being what is pure you. When you're being pure you, yourself responds to you. Yourself is an unintegrated form. It's a raw material. It can come with structures and genetics, ways of doing things and ways of being that are not like you. But when you are being what you really are in the midst of that unintegrated self, your unintegrated self responds to you. It follows you. So we are responsible for our own integration. For the integration of yourself. For you to integrate yourself is for you to move in the midst of yourself, being precisely what you really are. When you conform to yourself, when you be yourself instead of you, you separate from what you really are. In that separation, you separate from what you know the truth of. Awareness needs to know that one is not integrated in order to become integrated. So awareness has to, has to tell you that you're not integrated. Otherwise, how would you know that you're acting not like you're being? You don't start out knowing that you're not acting like you're being. You begin in a self that is just simply not like you. So being in yourself is strange and odd. When you believe yourself, instead of believing what you know, then you, awareness, separates from what you know, and you believe something that you perceive based on what you experience in yourself. Then you become that strangeness that yourself is like. As soon as you become accustomed to that strangeness, then it becomes strange for you to be what you know. In the early 20s, I had the sense of being incomplete. There was something missing. Is that the, the sensation that arises in the incomplete self that 
moves you towards integrating more with your being. The sense of uh, whole, whole of my life, I've been thinking, where am I incomplete? You experience being incomplete as awareness when you're being yourself. As soon as you become accustomed to yourself. In being yourself, you're not being what you really are. So the incompleteness is you're not whole. And the wholeness doesn't come from anything in yourself. So whatever you do in yourself to achieve that wholeness, as you experiencing more of your own unwhole self. When in yourself you respond to being in your heart, there's wholeness. But when you're being in your heart, you won't be addressing what is unwhole in yourself. What is unwhole in yourself isn't something that fundamentally matters to you. That's when I first engaged with you, when you were te that teaching of, of being in the heart. Uh, there are so many other teachers, Advaita teachers and things, talking about the nature of reality and all this stuff, that really, they weren't coming to the tree point. They weren't actually mentioning that the heart is the center of everything. The heart isn't the center of everything. Awareness, one with what it knows, functions as the center of everything. It doesn't matter where it goes, it's one with everything that it enters. Your heart is the form that you have that is just above your being. It's a form where when you as awareness are relaxed within that form, then you experience the form of your own being. So your most basic beingness is experienced in form in your heart. Your heart as a form of beingness is able to distort and it's able to relax. So it's a constant immediate reflection of what you are being as awareness. When awareness relaxes, the heart opens and softens. When awareness abandons what it knows, it needs to incorporate a beingness that isn't what it is really like. When awareness separates from what it knows, it has to contract. When awareness contracts, it experiences that within the heart as closing and hardening. How do you look at consciousness then? Is that the same as awareness? Consciousness incorporates everything that you're actually capable of being aware in. That doesn't mean that you are aware in all of that. When you are aware in yourself, but not in your heart, then you're a tiny, tiny aspect of what you are as consciousness.
when you open into your heart, then you open into the beingness that is in your heart that is the same as your own being. So as consciousness, you become aware of your most basic real beingness. Awareness in the heart that is open and soft then becomes aware that there's there's more. The more has nothing to do with yourself. The more has to do with what is deeper than your own heart. When you're in response to what you know, you naturally enter your own being. You enter your own being by being the same as the beingness of your own being. You make a distinction between beingness and my own being. So my own being is a more personal thing in the sense that it's more defined as me rather than beingness as something which is more open. The natural beingness of awareness is the same as the beingness of your own being. So when you are being the same as your own being, you naturally enter your own being. You naturally enter what you're being the same as. When you, from within yourself, as awareness, know that you have a being or know that there is something deeper within than yourself and you want to enter that. The wanting to enter that or the yearning and the longing to enter that makes you being something that isn't the same as your own being. That wanting and that yearning, the longing, doesn't exist in your being. So as long as the yearning and the longing exists in you, in your experience, and you're identified with that, you're not able to enter your own being. How do you avoid wanting to move there, or yearning to move there, or longing to be complete? How do you move away from that? If that's, if that's never going to get you there, what do you do? There's truth in the longing, and in the yearning, and in the wanting. Longing is a half-truth. The reason that you long for something deeper than yourself is because you know the truth of something within that's deeper than anything to do with yourself. The longing points you in the direction. The longing doesn't enable you to move in the same way that your own being is. So when you move as the longing, you're being what is unintegrated in yourself. The longing is a use of yourself. Yourself isn't like your own being. As soon as you long for what you know is deeper within than your own self, Awareness is pointed in the direction of what it knows the truth of, but it's experiencing that within the context of itself. When awareness relaxes within that longing, 
the longing dissipates and awareness becomes relaxed in the truth of what it knows. It becomes the same as what it knows. As it becomes the same, then it's, it's being the same as its own being. So it naturally enters that which it was longing for. The longing needs to fall away. The deeper that you, as awareness, enter your own being, the deeper the level of your own being, the more your own being is not like yourself. At the surface of your being, that's where there is a beingness that you're quite familiar with in yourself. And that's because it is the most basic beingness that is in your heart. At the surface of your being, a beingness that easily comes into your heart is a warm okayness. Saying the deeper you go into your being, the more it's completely different from yourself. It's just something completely unknown or completely different. Is that what you're saying? Yes. When you enter some of the deepest levels of your being, you have a capacity of being to be something that is completely different from anything that you're capable of recognizing in yourself. Is that where surrender comes in? When you die, that's the process. When you die, you have to go there, don't you? Surrender is something, it's a beingness in yourself that you respond to that enables you within the context of yourself to enter a beingness that is like your own being instead of a beingness that is like yourself. So a surrender is an unraveling. When awareness within the self takes to heart what itself is like, that's like a circle becoming a square. It takes on these corners and these points, but it's, it's a distortion of awareness. When awareness within the square or being a square just simply relaxes, the square returns to being a circle. So it's a tension within the square that maintains the four points. Surrender is awareness releasing that tension. Awareness doesn't specifically know to be a circle when it's being a square. When awareness is being a square, all it simply knows is that that tension isn't needed. The tension isn't needed for awareness to be awareness. When awareness within that tension responds to what it knows, it releases the tension. It lets go of holding its configuration to something that requires attention. As that occurs, there's a return to being a circle and the abandonment of needing to be a square. How does the practice, how do actually one, how does one do it? 
you're doing it all the time. There's a code to sitting down. There's a code to walking. There's a code to everything that you're doing in your body. Everything that works on a physical level works because you're incorporating an aspect of truth of what you are in your being within the physical. When you're all tense and fatigued and tired and holding things together because you've been in some higher level of physical performance and you decide to sit down, when you sit down, you're responding to an undoing of tension. And you know how to do that really well. So that works on the psychological level as well? Yes. The difficulty is that when you invest in yourself, when you invest the truth of what you are in yourself, then you take on yourself as being you instead of you being one with knowing, moving with knowing, being really you. Once you've made that investment, that investment holds. So you'll naturally let go when you sit down, but you won't naturally let go when it comes to any personal investment. Once you've made the investment, you'll naturally uphold that investment you'll intuitively defend that investment. Because it's making you feel comfortable. Is that what it is? You invest emotion and feeling in that. That's the place where I'm most comfortable, I can function, all this kind of stuff. The investment gives you a sense of importance. As soon as you invest in an importance that is other than a configuration of your own being, you can't abandon that investment without feeling the loss of that in yourself. When you invest in yourself and you move away from what you really are, you turn you into how you experience yourself the form that already exists in yourself then becomes strengthened. Whatever you strengthen in yourself holds. When you're being what you really are in yourself, yourself responds to you. In the response of yourself to you, that makes yourself uncomfortable and there's an experience of pain in that. It's a stretch for yourself. But regardless of that stretch, yourself responds to you. You just bring amazing clarity to inner processes. It's just amazing. It's clearing things a little bit. Yourself is a little bit like a dog. When you get a dog and you follow your dog around, this untrained dog is going to rule. You will do everything the dog wants you to do. If there's a problem with your dog, the problem is not the dog, the problem is you. 
in the same way that when you acquire a dog that you need to train it. You need to pattern the dog in the way that you have real clarity in instead of letting the dog stay the way that it presently is. I have a little grandchild and she's um, two years old and you can see the beginning of herself arising and she's beginning to learn to manipulate and this and that. And But she doesn't know that. It only seems to be at a later stage that we, we begin to understand or we begin to know the self we have is not complete. A child responds to its own experience of power that it has in itself. It responds to it because there's a knowing of awareness that this needs to be sorted out. The way to sort it out is by being it and doing it. What awareness also knows is that its natural beingness or its natural way isn't like that self. It's like what it experiences in its own heart. So a small child easily moves in its own heart and it easily moves in what is integrated in itself. So then you see a child teetering between being unruly in itself and it's trying to sort out its own power or being in its heart and everything is fine. A child on its own loves learning. So as soon as you show a child, particularly by example, of how to be in the heart while being in this, this strange, odd power that it experiences in itself, as soon as you show it how to move, it gets it, it knows the truth of that, and it loves it. A child loves learning. When a child is frustrated, that's really just a reflection of how much it really wants to learn, and learning isn't working. A baby is accustomed to its own beingness. It hardly has anything of a self. When it starts to come into itself, it comes into this interesting strangeness. It's interesting because awareness knows that it's to move into these forms. But when it does move into these forms, it's constricted to be in a way that it isn't like. There's a code, and it's the same for everyone. It's a universal code. It's highly complex and every little movement within the self requires a correct code to be able to move as a self in a way that is just like your own being. If you don't get that code right, frustration occurs and pain occurs. Where is the code seated? Where is the knowledge of the code? It's embedded in the form of yourself. The access to that code 
is dependent on you being what you really are in the midst of the particular aspect of yourself that you begin to come into. When you close and harden your heart, you cannot access that code, the code in yourself. When there is openness and softness of heart, in the midst of this new aspect of yourself that you're coming into, yourself opens and softens like you. When that aspect of the self opens and softens, the code is released. The entrance to that code is you moving in a way that is just like your own being within an aspect of yourself that isn't yet like your being. So then you are being in yourself to code that is in yourself instead of being an aspect of yourself in the way that you experience that aspect. The experience of that aspect doesn't reveal the code. It reveals precisely what that aspect feels like and thinks like. In that way, when you enter an aspect of yourself, you can't trust what you think and feel to tell you the truth of how to move. The truth of how to move opens up within that aspect when you are being the same within that aspect as your own being. That aspect opens and softens, becomes as you are, and releases the code revealing how to move as that aspect in a way that is just like your being and fulfills the depth of that aspect. That's you integrating that aspect. I don't know what to say, because that's to experience that would be the most amazing thing, to actually be aware of that process. One would have to be very awake within one's normal functioning to see that happening. Awake to your heart. No one needs to understand how all of this works to be able to integrate oneself. When you're being openness and softness of heart unconditionally in yourself, you will, through a lot of pain and difficulty, integrate yourself. You'll experience the uncomfortableness and the stretch of being in a form that is not at all like you. If you stay true to what you really are, in the midst of that form, that form opens. it will change to be like you. The innermost of any form is just like you are. So when you open, that form opens. When that form opens, it releases within what it is the same as what your own being is like. 
So even forms like anger or things like negative forms at their root, they're the same as one's being. They're pure energy, a part of being. Yes. yes. So that is the wisdom of going into these negative states rather than avoiding them. Going into their energy, is that correct? Yes. But you can't go into that energy using the energy of yourself. When you use the energy of what is not integrated to try and integrate something, you're being an unintegration, trying to open what is unintegrated. How do one that does it without using the energy of the self? How does one do it? By being awareness. By being you without the use of yourself. When you relax as awareness in the midst of what anger is, anger relaxes. When you see someone who's locked in anger, as soon as there's a relaxation, and usually it requires a cracking of the self for awareness to relax in the midst of that anger. But it's easy to see when someone relaxes in the midst of that anger that the anger turns into crying because there's a brokenness of heart. At the center of that anger, there isn't anger. There's a yearning to be in this form that isn't working. At the very center of anger is the love of learning. Learning, real learning, is moving control in a way that works universally. Moving control in a way that is consistent with what your own being is like. And moving that control in a form of yours that isn't yet what your own being is like. When you get the code of that just right, you realize, you realize how to move as a being in a form that isn't like you yet. And when you move as that, that form changes and becomes like you. When that occurs, you love that. And in that, you love learning. So innately, a being wants to learn about itself. It's not that being or your being wants to learn about the self. It's that when you are in a form that isn't like what you really are, you naturally move to integrate. So that causes a pull in awareness, in response to what awareness knows, to move into that form, to be present in that form. But the only way the integration works is it needs to be just like what it really is. It needs to be like its own being. It needs to be oneness in the midst of that unintegrated form.
it's oneness that integrates that form. Yeah, I was I was naive. I understand. It's similar to solving a problem. To really solve a problem, you can't start with the problem. You have to start with what is not part of that problem. To solve a problem, you have to start with something that's already clear. When you start from a point of clarity, then you can look at the problem. When you can sustain that point of clarity, you're able to step into the problem. As soon as you separate from that clarity, you will be the problem and you won't be able to solve it. It's clarity moving within a problem that solves a problem and clarity always finds its way. <laughs> 